Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where geographically diverse friends have a few drinks and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Mike, I'm drinking a very small glass of Prosecco, and joining me today we have... Hello, I'm Ben Levy-Griffiths, and today I'm drinking a Blue Moon, which has been a regular over the past year. Okay, so this week we're going to be doing something uh, extra special for our one-year anniversary episode. So we snuck out our pilot episode, which was called Escape Greg's, or Escape the Greg's, maybe? Back on the 18th of September last year, which was 2018, uh, we then depublished it about six months ago, uh, because to be frank, we didn't really know what we were doing when we recorded it at the time. (laughs) So we'll be republishing that on the 18th of this month, September 2019, uh, to commemorate our first full year, uh, but with, I don't know, like a director's commentary or, or some guff at the front. So anyway, yeah, this episode, Ben and I are going to reflect on our first full year of doing the Infinite Escape Room podcast. Uh, We're going to clue you in on some of our um, hopes and ideas for next year and hopefully be joined by some of our friends later on to do a extra special anniversary escape room. And hello, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. So, yeah, where, where did you want to start? I guess should we just start by saying how it started? So I'm not sure we've ever actually really covered that on our podcast. We haven't, no. So um, we frequent, or we, so over the last sort of uh, about three years, I think, have gone to a beer festival in a town called Froster, which is located in the southwest of England. I was I was sitting there last last year with Mike, saying that I quite fancied the idea of doing a podcast. No idea what I wanted to do, and I think Mike, you kind of had an idea about wanting to do one as well. Yeah, yeah, I'd been kind of tamping at the bit to do one forever. And then you said, let's do a podcast. And we were both very drunk. We were. We were very drunk. And I, I think even even coming out of that festival, it was a, we didn't have an idea from what I recall. A few weeks later, I don't know how you came up with the idea, but a few weeks later, Mike contacted me saying, I'm thinking about doing escape room, an escape room podcast. I've never done an escape room prior to, you know, at, prior to doing this podcast and was absolutely terrified at the prospect um, no more so than when um one day he said oh me and chris are going to do a recording tonight are you in and i said yes <laughs> and i had no puzzle <laughs> i had no idea of the concept um but it was an awful lot of fun and that's what we will be playing a little later yeah i mean just to fill in the uh, sort of uh, some of the, the gaps at my end for that uh, the idea mm. came to me uh, on the toilet at work um <laughs> And I did a hasty Google around to see who else was uh, doing anything similar. Uh, And the only people I could find who were doing anything really quite similar were the Escape This Podcast people. But I figured, you know, they were doing it Australian style and we'd do it um, badly uh, and Britishly, which is, you know, (laughs) crapness is the essential element of all British humour. And yeah, uh, as Ben said, I phoned him that that morning and basically said, yeah, we're recording tonight. And then him and Chris both very gamely pitched up. But anyway, yeah, so we we did that and we we had a good time doing it and we sort of I, uh, I then taught myself how to, uh, or retaught myself how to edit a podcast because I'd done something vaguely similar many, many, many years ago. Um, chucked the result out, we were relatively keen with it, and so we just started doing it. You and I, Ben, had a couple of conversations um, in the lead up to it about, you know, is weekly sustainable and the tech and this, that and the other. But in the end, we just sort of did it anyway because we were recording... We were really enjoying it. It was that kind of honeymoon period. So we were just recording left, right and centre. And then before we knew it, we were kind of tied to a weekly schedule... Um, and we've been there ever since. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I think it's also important to, to add that we are geographically diverse chums. We don't get to talk to each other that often. We've, we've since university, have been chatting via likes of WhatsApp. But this has also been a great chance for us to really 
keep in touch with each other and and you know have a have a weekly touch point of uh, of what's happening in each other's lives around the podcast. So that's that's another reason that it's been great for us. Should we do a quick session ideas for next year? Um, things we'd like to do, things that we'd like to adjust. Anything you got? Anything like that that you'd like to bring in? So I think that for the for the new year, what would be actually rather good is to maybe try and expand our our puzzler base, if you will. It would be we we've had quite a few conversations with people on Twitter and Facebook, and it would actually be quite nice to maybe try and bring in some guests um, hmm. for the next year. Yeah, that'd be really good. I mean, once again, two thumbs up to escape this podcast for having a massive set of brass balls because they get all sorts of people on. Yeah, I can't I can't imagine the amount of work that goes into that. Uh, the problem is Ben and I are very shy. Um, <laughs> you've probably gathered from us swearing and talking about poos and farts um, on the podcast. So uh, so reaching out to people and DMing them on the Twitters and the Facebooks um, is actually quite the uh, quite the hurdle. But uh, yeah, I think I think you're right Ben, that is something that we definitely need to uh, to look to do in the new year. Particularly uh, the uh, the young chap from Armchair Escapist who's also uh, also based in Wales. He is, I, I understand, not at all far from me, so really should make an effort there. I'd like to kind of do more crazy shit in the podcast over the next year. I'd like to do weird stuff and muck around with the format more. I think we, we're, we're always sort of a little bit concerned about accidentally turning it into kind of a bit of a production line uh, where it's like, oh, episodes coming up, get the people, get the puzzles, get the location, get the episode out, done. And and losing that little bit of uh, that little bit of fun and fear that you get when you're doing something a little bit different. <laughs> so I mean, I'd like to uh, to throw in some curveballs over the next year and just kind of you know keep on shaking up the format just to yeah see what we get out of it. Absolutely. I'd I'd also I've I've been thinking just over the last few weeks and haven't at all spoken to Mike about this. It would be really hello. cool to <laughs> what? hello right. <laughs> It would be really cool to try and do some live episodes and not live as in in person, but what, in front in front of a studio audience. No, no, not that. Although that would be quite cool. And I have spoken to you a little about that. It would actually be quite cool to maybe have a little research into the likes of Twitch or YouTube streaming and seeing what we can do there. That's um, incredibly scary. D- effectively doing a a live on the night podcast that we then get edited down and polished up for your wonderful ears hmm. on a weekly basis. Well, I mean, you heard it here. Ben just volunteered to set it up. So um, yeah, watch this space. Ben will be, uh, ben will be sorting that out. <laughs> Cheers, Ben. <laughs> Cheers, yes. Mm. Yeah, so what do you think the journey has been like for you? <laughs> it's been... Well, well Sorry, Ben. Bit... Well, I don't gosh, know how you're going to top this up. I, I don't know how you thought of such a, an interesting question, but... Uh, <laughs> this is how we do checkpoint zero. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask a natural, open-ended question. <laughs> Maybe you ask me. You, you'll you'll be better at that. Hey Ben, <laughs> Ben, we've been on something of a journey together, a wonderful, intimate <laughs> journey, a journey between ears and mouths. <laughs> Jesus, how's that journey been for you? <laughs> well, somewhat moist at times. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I've got some terrible mouth. mouth moisture going on. <laughs> Let me have some delicious um, orange squash and prosecco <laughs> to um, really demoisten my mouth. Yeah, so I, I think over the last year, it's been it's been a challenge to get everything out weekly. There have been times when you'll have noticed that both me and Mike don't appear on the podcast together. And that's generally where we've been working in tandem, uh, trying to get things out. It's been really fun. I feel that there has been a couple of shifts from um, everything being very, very new and very, very scary to 
things getting a little bit regimented and um and then kind of getting a bit exciting and i've i've you've had a few weeks away here and there and uh, and coming back has always been a little bit daunting and scary i think that definitely a highlight for me not obviously as part of the podcast was uh, being on the escape this podcast uh back in whenever it was oh crikey it was about uh may time yeah i think so yeah i think the episode went out in june so i th- I think that that was that felt like a bit, bit of a milestone for me uh mainly because people had picked up on the infinite escape room and sort of started to invite us into into the larger escape room community yes yeah, so it was um it was danny and bill and we were recording with them for, for hours and hours and hours and we just had a lovely like post-show chat with them but they were such lovely people and we we're kind of we had so much in common with kind of the, yeah. <laughs> the challenges and everything that we face um that yeah it was just, it was fantastic it was really good and i was disgustingly hungry by the end to the point where my wonderful wife went out and bought me a foot-long subway which was which was marvelous <laughs> i think you went very quiet as well like you were trying to kind of con- contain your hunger towards oh, the yeah. end i was i was trying to so if, if you ever do listen to uh the i think it was like the patreon bonus or the, the making of bits for that particular episode uh, if you do listen to my track very carefully you can hear a foot-long subway being devoured in the background <laughs> um and i think me doing my toenails at one stage as well because i got distracted yeah i, I think for me the last year has been um pretty amazing it's been great to have a long-term project i do a lot of sort of small creative projects i go into like a burst of making muppets or something i've made like this time last year i was making loads of muppets um but this is the first time i've ever had something last a consistent year um and a big part of that i think has been the fact that it's been something i've done with my friends which has been really great and it's i think it's really helped us kind of connect a bit more which has been really lovely particularly because we're so spread out but also because we've got people listening as well. I didn't actually expect, you know, I was half expecting us to be sort of doing this essentially to ourselves and our mums. Um, <laughs> and then sort of even from the beginning, we did have a sort of very gradual uptake of listeners. Um, and then we passed a milestone about six months ago where we had more US listeners than we had UK listeners, which is pretty amazing because it means it's people we don't directly know who are listening to the podcast. And that was really, really lovely. That was uh, that was amazing. Yeah, um, and and your feedback, everyone's feedback has been brilliant as well. So just to hear that people are listening and uh, hearing their comment, hear, hearing your comments and, and your suggestions has been uh, really helped us. I think push forward. That's been great, and I think top moments for me have been where people have contacted us um, on the Twitters um, or the Facebooks, just to sort of you know let us know. Oh, actually, no, absolute best thing is we've got my little publishing dashboard. I get a notification every time somebody subscribes through the Podbean app, um, and you don't need to subscribe through Podbean; you can subscribe on anything. But every time I see a subscription on the Podbean app, it comes through. So I'm like, oh, extra person subscribed. It makes me really happy. So I think, is there anything else we want to cover, Ben? Or should we start inviting people in? I think we should start inviting people in. Okay. And totally unexpectedly, we've been... Okay, no, completely expectedly, we've been joined by our lovely chums. Hello! Hello! That sounded okay. weird. That sounded terrible. <laughs> in your own time. <laughs> Oh, is it me? Hello, I'm Alan. I'm drinking a uh, a lovely Medusa Ruby Red Ale from Aldi. Can I say Aldi? Or, uh, I don't know if that's an advert or not. <laughs> Other oh, supermarkets are available. It's only an advert if you say... Um... Ah! It's only an advert if you scream <laughs> at the end. What? <laughs> As does. Every little... Ah! <laughs> I couldn't get a square space out of my head. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey. Hi, I'm Bailey, and I'm drinking a bit of lemon and gin. Hi, I'm Chris, and I'm drinking a glass of milk. 
because I'm eight. <laughs> I'm Alid and I'm drinking a nice glass of red wine. I'm John and I'm also drinking a lovely glass of French red wine because I'm pretentious. Okay, so Alan, what has been your best and worst bit of the Infinite Escape Room over the last year? Well, my 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 favourite bit was <laughs> oh god <laughs> this year on my summer holidays. <laughs> Well, I, I, my my favourite bit, I was going to say, is, we've already started talking about it. It was it was uh, the bit on the Brexit episode, really, um, and we needed we needed the stereotypical kind oh, of God. we needed somebody to be the Brexit person, and that and that fell on Chris's head, <laughs> <laughs> and Chris went full it, got went well I, into I it, done. and gave us lots of Brexit yeah, facts, might, didn't you, Chris? As in not real facts. And what about your least best bit, Alan? Uh, my least best bit was when I tried to do a maths puzzle and uh, I forgot how to do the maths halfway through it. <laughs> Uh, and I had to basically Google it. <laughs> um, it was the it was the one where you got three cereal boxes. I think it was like Escape. Uh, it's like a, a, a. I was hungover as well. Oh, it was, it was Escape the Hangover, wasn't it? It was Escape, escape the Hangover. The hangover. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, gosh. and uh, I forgot I had to do it halfway through. I can't even remember what the puzzle was. It was like you had to. Uh, there's three boxes. All of them aren't labelled correctly, and you have to figure out which box is, contains which type of cereal in one go or something. And we were stinking and you were panicking. Yeah, basically. Yeah, And Mike edited it to go, oh, he's hungover, give him a break. So, oh, yeah, cheers, Mike. <laughs> I very much appreciate it. Mike, the kindly editor. Yeah. There's, that's definitely a running theme for this last year. We do something horrendous or bad. Mike just tidies it up like a revisionist historian, making it all better. <laughs> what about you, Bailey? Um, I think my best... A uh, memory of uh, Infinite Escape Room so far was the Eurovision episode, purely for the amount of wine I drank. It's brilliant. And also that's really kind of, that is the main reason I can't really remember many of the Escape Rooms, um, because of the wine. That, wine. Um, Have wine. you been drunk every time? Yes. Okay. Well, well, no, the hell when I didn't. Um, I, I needed a very stiff drink after the hell episode. We all did. That was we all <laughs> did. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, oh another fine example of Mike swooping in <laughs> as benevolent editor, editor uh, again, God. Wonderful, the the angel Gabriel coming down to editors hell, but um, <laughs> to editors. Uh, but yeah, the Eurovision episode. But I, it was just it was just really good fun. Really, I think I re- realized I'd kind of got the. Because I did, I did Sweden as my room, but then I kind of, I think I, I just kind of, I just as we were going on, I think I realised I kind of missed the point in terms if it was a dressing room and not just a room with loads of things from Sweden from in it, Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> so, like IKEA furniture and ABBA. That, that, that was literally um, the only two things I could remember. Very spurious <laughs> neutrality. So yeah, so it was. It wasn't the best escape room I've ever done, but it was the most fun. It did. It did have the best Swedish accent in the whole episode, <laughs> and there were two. And there yeah. go the Swedish listeners. What's what's been your least best moment? Probably the hell episode <laughs> because it was just so stressful, and I just felt like I was. Oh, it was just not, and it was all my fault, and um, that well, Alan's fault. Yeah, let's, Alan's be, fault. let's be honest now. It was all Alan's fault. <laughs> I, I got the most angriest message of John. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, context for the hell episode. Um, we started. We were all ready to record a full hour and a half before we started recording that night because um, Alan had set uh, Bailey up with uh, a laptop and microphone. Is it um, a laptop? Well, no, this was, this was, this was pre-Chromebook. Yeah, oh, wow. this wasn't the Chromebook. 
and had assured everybody that everything was A-OK, super top-notch, muchly good times, uh, whereas in fact this was not the case at all. What do you have to say for yourself, Alan? I, I, I think netbooks are pretty good. Um... <laughs> yeah, wow. I like this is a good point to mute, Al. I think we've got a couple of people that beg to differ. I, I... Because it, it held together just long enough to get to my carefully crafted puzzle, one of my best, if not my best, and just, just slowly raped it in a ditch. Oh, yeah, your puzzle oh, yes. was done. It was done. Yes. <laughs> it was, yeah, I'm really sorry about that, Joe. Well, let's not forget it... the tech support element of that, which was very much like trying to tell a hamster how to land a Boeing 747 <laughs> down a tin can and string microphone. <laughs> Yeah. I think at one stage you shared your you, you screencasted your phone or something. I don't know what I did. It was kind. Of, at least it's a funny story to kind of tell the you know the grandchildren. But um, but during it, it was oh, fucking horrible. Like and, the war. Um, it was like it's that. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. <laughs> but the microphone was really close to my mouth. Um, yeah, really like the war. The Second World War. You really uh, like the war. I don't know. I just really like the war. Don't use that. I'm, no. I'm not editing I, it, anything it was, out it, today. The hell episode was very much like the Second World War, but that that that's uh, my worst, my uh, best, and my more, more most fun and and more, most stressful. Least most not fun. Least most not fun. Chris, how about yourself? Um, which one to start with? Um, my favorite moment was probably the hospital episode. So, <laughs> so not remember, your favourite moment than Alan <laughs> I remember Ben listening to another episode and Ben saying that oh this no, no this isn't a Chris puzzle <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to do the longest possible puzzle I could manage and uh, it included a moment where uh, I got Ben to smash a corpse's face in Wow. <laughs> Sorry. The, the, I get fact... accused of being bleep, but <laughs> that's there? Yeah, the, the macabre nature of it worked a lot better than I was thinking, even even in audio form. I um I painted the room red. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean John, if anything, that should tell you on the scale where some of your comments that get cut out sit <laughs> on the basis that corpse tampering stays in, but your stuff gets cut out. My worst moment was probably the fucking hundreds of hours no maybe not hundreds lots of hours i put into editing the uh the star trek special at the end of that it came out really well, though. i'm, I'm happy like... with it i'm really happy with it in the end but it took so much time so i wasn't in that one but i did listen to it and i was <laughs> i was staggered by the production values like my i was walking around thinking oh my god like how much a time and B money went into this. Um, Where did you find a John a John Claude Picard? Fiverr.com. As as always, Fiverr.com. Uh, I thought is is that his like? Oh, the Picard websites was, are available. Was John Claude Picard? <laughs> Sorry, Picard. Um, not Jean Claude Juncker. Was perfect, and then just had this twang of ridiculousness to it. That I, I, I absolutely. You could tell it was American. Yeah. And, but you uh, had to really listen. Yeah, definitely. So he was very... I also enjoyed that, I think unintentionally, it basically became about <laughs> Riker's sexual proclivities. Oh, inter- that entirely was the, intentionally. the entire running theme entirely of the intentionally. episode. There's, um, there's a running joke in the... Because the other 
like not only was it a Star Trek special, but it was a particular Star Trek podcast special, which were our guest stars. So were they the other voices? Yeah, that was Ben, ben and Adam. Okay. Are they from? Uh, the Greatest Generation podcast. But there's a running okay. joke in that podcast about uh, Riker having a consent fetish. Like he really gets off <laughs> on getting as much consent as he possibly can. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there's some there's some kind of awful joke uh, here and I just can't quite put my finger on it. It's probably a good thing, John. Yes, probably. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from Riker's consent fetish, which is probably a, a podcast in itself that, that Chris will write. Allard. Um, what's what's been your best and you're not not best? So the best one probably for me weirdly be the hell episode. Wow. Interesting. Really? Okay. Yeah, really. It was so much fun because it was so in keeping with the tone. It wow. Was, it was hell. And yours it got, was, but not yours got really sort of sort of dark and creepy and Princess Diana-ish. But also, it was probably oh, yeah. the only puzzle I've ever made where I had accounted for and had an answer for every possible scenario that you might have thrown at me. <laughs> yes. So no matter what you did in that room... I had an answer for it. I didn't have to think of it on the fly. Even if yeah. Alan unzipped his no, it was, it was a good example of like, it was there's well this, researched. yeah, there's this, there's this, and there's this, and whatever we kind of pointed to, you had an immediate, that's, yeah. that's what you can do, that's what you can't. And it was also before everything started to dis- dissolve. Yes, yes, it yes. was. Your, your puzzle was first. <laughs> yeah. That might be why I enjoyed it so much. Before the sun went down on the Welsh internet. And what about your least best moment, mate? Alan, the hell episode. Oh, what? <laughs> well, the second nothing half to do of with that me. was quite literally hell. Hell, yeah, it, it was pretty bad. But, you know, it was all Alan's fault. I wasn't even in the same country. I was, I, was, I was nothing to do with me. Tech support is not <laughs> limited by geographical boundaries, Al. You should know that. Actually, case in point for tonight's recording. So uh, yeah. Alan and Bailey have moved in together, which Aww. is very romantic and sweet. Um, and Alan no. has brought with him a load of uh, equipment, including several microphones and things, um, and, and his expertise as a person who is employed by a large broadcasting corporation in Britain who will remain uh, nameless, you could, you could where say Alan is employed as an British IT man. Broadcasting corporation. <laughs> yes. I would think so, yes. They're definitely... <laughs> Yeah. Big boys or corporation, corporate. almost. <laughs> yes. Big um, boys corporation. Yeah, and, and you think somewhere within the Venn diagram of <laughs> these particular intersecting uh, elements Skills. that that a man could set up two microphones in one house. Um, I mean, two girls managed it with wow. one cup. After all. <laughs> that looked like very hard work. So that's an old comeback. Very ages at all. That is. With Alan and Bailey sharing a headset. <laughs> it's like the stretch over both of our ears. Yeah. That's, that is why I'm talking really slowly. Oh, and John, how about yourself, mate? Um, okay, so so my best moment. It's an interesting one because um, uh, no one who listens to this will know it exists because it got cut. Um, and it was from the very first episode oh, no. I joined. Uh, no, fuck you. <laughs> oh yes. Fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So this was the football changing room episode, and it was it, it was a, a Jabba puzzle, and um it was my first Jabba puzzle in fact. Who's Jabba? Oh, uh, Chris. Sorry, everybody. Uh, yes, um it was a Chris puzzle, classic Chris puzzle, really. Um, it was all about physics, but it was actually the entry to the puzzle that um that I found interesting <laughs> because it was um set in some dingy 
um, and very suspicious <laughs> showers that when you turn on, nothing comes out. They start making a funny noise. And I made the passing comment that this was rather sort of Nazi-ish, you know, showers that aren't showers and then open trap doors below you into some kind of abyss. And um, Chris said, no, that's definitely not what's going on. And then I asked him if he was denying the Holocaust. And... Uh, <laughs> And um, it all sort of spiraled from there. But the reason it's my the reason it's my favourite, it's not because of that. It's because it made me kind of realise that oh, this is actually a really fertile ground ground for sort of incidental mm. kind of comedy, sort of really unlikely stuff that that isn't actually anything to do with mm. the solving the puzzle. Can be really fun, really funny, and just kind of come out in this in this lovely moment. And that's I think that's when the Infinite Escape Room has always been at its best. So yeah, that's my favourite. Oh, that's very sweet. Oh, that's pretty really cool. It's very wholesome. What's, See, what's your least not favourite? I just made Holocaust denial wholesome. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. think Don't about yourself. Can you not edit that in a... <laughs> that, should, that should go on your acting CV, John. <laughs> the wholesome Holocaust denial. Um, my least favourite is an episode that hasn't gotten a mention so far. Uh, it was Escape the Attic. And it was when a certain Welshman, Ben Lavery Griffiths, got me and Mike to sing I'm a Little Teapot uh. in sync. <laughs> <laughs> and it was absolutely horrendously cringeworthy and I wanted to die. Uh, so, yes, that's my least favourite. I like that if one I, a lot because I had fun singing yeah, them I up. I know you did. If I recall correctly, and I, I could be wrong, um, the singing... Was that actually necessary? In the no, end? it wasn't. No, it it wasn't. was A, not necessary, and B, not intended by you at the start. But because we kind of ended up there, you just decided to screw us both and make us do it. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Two seconds. I'm just going to grab Laura quickly. In what sense? <laughs> <laughs> Want to hear that, that zip down sound effect again? I want that sound. Oh, come on, like, in real life. <laughs> Yeah, like every time you like use your contactless card or something, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Who just did what? that? That was that came from Alan, I think. Alan, did you just like what? get your microphone down to your fly in order to make that happen again? Is that, no, I've got happened? button flies on at the moment. Hang on, hang on. You've got button flies on. How did you even make yeah. it happen in the first place? That's a good question, actually. <laughs> So I think we've got, uh, Lauren, if you want to just introduce yourself and if you're drinking something, let us know what you're drinking. Hi, I'm Laura and I'm drinking peach squash. Ooh. And uh, what over the last year has been your best and least best bits? Best bits have probably been the round table ones we've done. Mm. Um, oh, yes. Uh, you've been in, I think, like that. all of them, haven't you? <laughs> yes, I think so. Mm, Maybe mm. bar one, I think they did in the pub. <laughs> all the ones in the house I've been in, yeah. And how about your least favourite best bit? <laughs> probably trying to think of the puzzles beforehand I normally get in a bit of a flap about 10 minutes beforehand that yes, is, that yes. I think we can all raise our hand there and go, yeah. yeah I like it when um, you're halfway through a puzzle and somebody um, kind of they 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 get to a bit where you hadn't thought of and they think oh is it because of this and you, you kind of go oh that's a really good idea yes yeah that yes. door is locked because yes. of that that's, that is uh, the that's exactly it or that awful that's a moment great idea. where um it was a it was the Bailey Hell puzzle and again this <laughs> didn't this You're didn't the Bailey Hell the Bailey Hell puzzle <laughs> uh, this didn't make the edit I don't think it might I don't think it did but um what happened was Alid very nearly guessed the, the answer to her entire oh, yeah. puzzle right at the beginning because it was 
we he, we tra- he tried the number of the beast 666 and that wasn't it and then he was about to try 616 which it, it has some other significance it's like the real number of the beast or something but he didn't do it and if he had done it that was the entire puzzle ruined God. <laughs> like, that was obliterated that was a classic near miss yeah to be fair i've just been looking through my google um drive and i've just found sour key bitches dot wav what? <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> hey, time for my least favourite moment of the entire fucking year. Ballad <laughs> Sour Key Puzzle. I've just been reminded of, of something What's... Uh, that maybe should be my best bit, which is all the fucking D&D players coming up to me and telling me, this podcast really reminds them of Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> interesting that, Chris. I, I don't see the resemblance at all. But it is... No, like me and me, so me and Mike have talked about this a, a fair bit. Kind of again, listeners won't have heard any of this. Um, sort of behind the scenes about like the the difficulties of tone and of kind of leadership through the puzzles because you have a puzzle master who's created it, but it's not the same as a dungeon master or a sort of storyteller. It's kind of different, and getting that tone has been getting it right has been yeah. quite a challenge. Yeah, especially I think we really like, struggled with NPCs yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for a while. Yeah. Yes, NPCs are a great example because there's nothing that breaks the immersion more than um, the person who's presenting the puzzle suddenly putting on a a voice or just saying, and the man in the corner says, hello, I'm a man in a corner. Yes. But then we started doing, but basically we put an NPC embargo on, so people started to come up with really creative solutions, which sounded (laughs) so much better. Um, The Amazon Warehouse episode that went out uh, this morning. Today, yeah. uh, Today. Great, absolutely fantastic. Uh, it was like a little uh, effect that went on for the robot voice, and it's brilliant. It really made me smile. And there's been lots of little things like that where instead of having uh, a speaking NPC, we've had something where there's been like a silent dead body or something, or a person who's unconscious. Or, or, or we've hired an entire cast of Hi. other human beings with actual <laughs> money to do it. <laughs> yeah, Chris just spreading that Sheffield dollar around. Yeah, I think NPCs don't work in Infinite Escape Room when they're they're like supposed to be like actually interactive and they're just scripted it's fine there's there's a whole there's a whole raft of things that i think we've all discovered either don't work or aren't helpful like again not to come back to it just for the sake of this but like the physics puzzle which led to the uh holocaust denial reference did not work at all (laughs) because it was it was it was a nightmare um and it and it was like anything i think we've discovered anything that you have to kind of hold in your mind visually that's yes. too complex just yep. doesn't work mm. but at the same time it's got to be complex enough that you don't just insta solve it and that's yeah. A, yeah and that's a really tricky balance like i find that really hard like judging how difficult what i've set up actually is yeah, yeah definitely. I, I get that wrong most weeks <laughs> we i remember saying right at the very beginning of the year that that would get better we'll we'll figure out what uh, each other are good and bad at and we'll we'll be able to tailor down to five to ten minutes for each person i really don't think that any of us got it no, no, no. like <laughs> some some puzzles have taken us half an hour and some have been blinking you miss them they're over in five minutes not even intentionally I must admit, I've been very guilty at times, not not often, but but at times, of thinking something that is just cruel and knowing the people that are going to be on with me and just throwing it in. Yes, yes, <laughs> you do, Ben. Yes, you do. I'm a little too <laughs> short. And... I'm always impressed at how much the editing saves things as well. Like, yes, absolutely. Actually, the, the, the episode I'm going to bring up will be the uh, sitcom one, uh, which a mixture of Laura 
<laughs> Laura's <laughs> encyclopedic knowledge of how I met your mother and uh, and Mike's that. not <laughs> Mike's not knowledge <laughs> my standard human quota of how I met your mother general knowledge that, yeah. that episode was interesting because the laugh track started off really funny and then got kind of annoying quite quickly I'll be I'm just gonna say now I, that started to really irritate me listening but that's fine like we're learning but um, the joy of that whole episode was the just the straight up clash of your expectation of I think quite detailed how I met your mother knowledge and Mike getting crosser and crosser and crosser. It was that detailed for sure. It, it worked out so much better in the edit than it felt at the time. Worked out great in the edit. Oh dear, so so much editing time. <laughs> edit saves the day. Like if, there we go. That's my other like best and worst bit of the year has been editing, which is a delight because I genuinely love listening to everybody having a good time, we're having a laugh, and it, I it brings a genuine smile to my face editing these episodes. And then the worst bits of my year are when I come across somebody's puzzle that's gone horribly wrong Alleged. and trying to stitch something together from the wreckage. It's, just, it's like being an air accident investigator you just sit in there and you're like well, I think this is a bit of elbow but maybe I can put this over here as long as I can get enough to put in a carrier bag to give to the family really. oh, it's, just it's, awful. When, it's when you have to reach reach into the puzzle as the editor uh, like I had to do the Star Trek episode and uh, like explain how badly wrong it went because it, you don't yes. want to subject the audience to that well, yes. that's, Hi guys, Mike here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love it's... that when that comes in. <laughs> uh oh. I actually have a little issue to to kind of raise here. We we never let ourselves actually fail, and I wonder if we should. As in, oh, we never we've never lost As our deposit, never, we and we've never had something we? terrible happen to us. And those are two things that we say at the beginning of every episode, and we've never actually done either. Well, hey, terrible things do happen all the time. I don't always remember to write terrible the things. The hell but... episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when I'm listening, oh, I, I, I sort of, I want, I want them to need a hint. Oh, or I the want, peril. Or I want them to fail. Oh, okay. So the, so yeah. I want, I want the timer to run out. Want, yeah, that, that feeling of the time running out. Like if you do a real life escape room, and me and Mike like did one, just the two of us once, and we got out with thirty seconds to go, uh, and that last couple of minutes were oh my god, so tense with the timer ticking down. Now, obviously, in the infinite escape room, we've got the edit, which sort of screws around with time in a way that hopefully isn't obvious to the audience a lot. But I wonder if there is a way to kind of bring that sense of peril in. I am entirely game for making that happen. We were talking earlier about some of the stuff that we'd like to try for next year. And I am happy to try that on a couple of episodes. Put a hard timer in on a puzzle. Yeah. I mean, it would limit the editing a lot. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Like an actual lemon timer that you just turn the clock on and go, right, when that dings, you're done. Oh no, yeah. when the countdown theme plays. A lemon timer. When, sorry yeah, yeah. what sorry. Uh, I think those, those timers you get in the kitchen the, the oh yeah yeah you yeah. twist them egg timer yeah, I think that's what the rest of the world calls but it looks like a lemon okay <laughs> well I'm going to make it happen for the puzzle that you guys are doing oh, in a minute oh god what have I done oh, oh. John what a lovely suggestion John, you said you wanted sorry, a timer John. thanks so John timer has come in <laughs> Okay, guys, thanks very much for sharing your uh, your best and worst bits of uh, of the first year of the Infinite Escape Room. Uh, as a oh. super special treat, inverted commas, I've got a cheeky little room for you guys now. Are we ready, guys? Ready. Yes. Yeah. Then let's enter the Infinite Escape Room anniversary puzzle. And your timer starts now. What, 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 no. what is it counting down from? Uh, what, what? You find yourselves in total darkness. 
how long have we got? Uh, 14 minutes, 50 seconds. So it's a glow-in-the-dark okay. timer. The the eerie voice in the room tells you it's 14 minutes, what, 40 seconds now. Okay. Oh, okay. God. Um, Hurry up. Is there anything else that we, that we know is it just dark? <laughs> 14 minutes, 30 seconds. Can I start okay. feeling around? I, feeling yeah. around. Ah, well, I... Chris, upon feeling around, you can feel three strange objects on the floor. What sort of objects? One appears to be a long object stuck oh, to the God. floor. It's around <laughs> two feet long and tubular. Fuck me. That must be Alex. The top has a firm piece of rope sticking out the top. Tubular or pipular? Uh, what? Pipular, I guess. 14 minutes. <laughs> oh my God. The second is a large rectangular box. Okay. It's a foot or so long. Uh, it's half as wide across and maybe four inches deep. Okay. And the third is a hard circular object about the size of your hand. Can we pick these up? Uh, you can pick up the circular object and the rectangular box. The long pipular slash tubular object appears to be stuck to the floor. Okay. What about the rope? Is that also stuck? There's a rope on it. Yeah, so the rope appears to be coming out of the top of the pipular tubular um, <laughs> object and we... is stuck to it. Are there any... Um... Pull the rope? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's completely fixed to it. Are it's there... kind of stiff. Can I slide my hand down that oh, God. tube? 12 minutes 12 and a half minutes guys uh, Chris you, you, you run your hands down the shaft of the tube brilliant um, and, and touch the floor okay it's, oh it's, it's shaft shaft floor okay right okay. are there is there a hole in the box Standard and the Sunday. sphere something you can string the rope through uh, there is not okay um, is there anything else I can feel on the walls of the room uh, the walls feel slightly rough the room itself is probably Two meters square. Okay, so is there a light switch? Anywhere? There is, there is not. Feeling around? No, you you feel around. You feel um, the uh, the tubular object, the rectangular box, and the circular object, uh, and then Alan, Chris, John, Allard, um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all the things in the room. Again, really. again, um, that's not um, a So, just the circular object. How big was it? Uh, it's about the size of your hand. Okay, cool. And what's in the box? Okay, so um, you can uh, you can sort of inspect the box closely. You can give it a shake, and uh, yep. if you shake it, you can hear a rattling coming from inside. A dull can we rattling. Open it. Can we open? Yeah. How would you like to try and do so? Uh, I'd like to try and sort of ground. Wow. Put your finger in the hole. <laughs> well, I thought it might smash open if we. Uh, can I put my finger in the hole? She moves to Wales. Smash it against the wall. Yeah. Okay. You, you throw it against the wall. You hear it as the uh, the contents uh, rattle around inside. Uh, the the box doesn't open. Doesn't appear to be like an an opening okay. flap. Is so there I, okay? Is there right, a catch a, on it anywhere? There's a hole in the box. Yeah. Uh, no, there's no hole in the oh, box. Sorry. I don't know where you got a hole in the box. Sorry, from. I, I <laughs> thought it's there was a hole in the box. box. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. There's a reference. Has the uh, circular object got a lip to it at all? <laughs> that you can get a fingernail under. Uh, no, it's just um, a uh, sort of. I don't know what a circle projected downwards and then another circle is called. But it's one of those. A circle projected downwards. A, a, yeah, a cylinder, <laughs> like a, a shallow cylinder. That would be the one sticking out of the box. No, this is the this is the circular object. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm trying I... to field multiple queries. Sorry, the, the, the cylinder, the the um, the circular circular object. It's like how how deep is it then? Just a few few mil. <laughs> yeah, probably about, probably about an inch. Oh wow. Okay. Inches. A couple of Maybe inches. Maybe two inches. Two inches. Is there a door? <laughs> There is On not a door. Like to get out of the room. You you cannot feel a door. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Uh right. So um, so the rope. So the rope. Might. So, so the thing coming out the floor is it basically a pipe with a rope 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of it feels. So if, um, if you if you if you pull on the rope, does anything happen? Uh, I, no. We did can, that. can the tallest one of us reach up to the top? Oh. Yeah. Well, that's me. If it's two meters tall, I can touch the. No, I'm, we, I'm standing there with my head touching the ceiling. This, the ring on this rope, like sliding it down. Uh, there's no. Uh, it's, it's just a just a tubular. Oh, object, it's just a so, circle. Oh, yeah. right. How it's long a, is the rope? The... Uh, it's it's uh, maybe uh, four inches long. Did you say it's waxy? Oh, is it a candle? It's a candle. Yeah, it's a candle. Can we light it? How? What would you light it with? Um, um, what if we well, hang on? What if we rub the circular object on the rectangular object? Ah, is it flint? It isn't. But Can you realise that a one it? surface of the rectangular object feels like it's rough. It's a matchbox. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so we can push the matches out. You push the matchbox open, and you can feel some matches inside. Can we oh. strike a match? Certainly, you pull out uh, a match. It's uh, about a foot long. In fact, oh. well, you'll be able to Wait, see a match. And you strike it. How big is the box? Uh, how long? Are we Alice in Wonderland? Anyway. Like, yeah. it's like, is everything huge? <laughs> Drink me. Um, you strike the match on the side and the room illuminates. Um, and you said you wanted to light the candle? Yeah. You light the candle. The candle lit, you can see it's actually kind of like a giant birthday candle. Uh, with the candle lit, uh, it's also a, bit of a trick candle that won't go out. Uh, you can see that the walls around you are covered in large crumb fruitcake. Uh, this continues above you, although you can see that the ceiling appears to be hinged and might open outwards. In the centre of the ceiling, you see a keyhole, and it is within John's reaching range. <laughs> okay. I like how that's yeah, a handy. unit of measurement there. Yeah. We just John's. eat our way out. So you uh, you try to it's very solid stale uh, inedible okay, cake. Okay, can we mm. that's fruitcake for you. Um can we look closer at the spherical object? Like what is there anything now we've got light in the room anything visually that appears significant? Sure thing. So um the spherical object actually appears to be a uh, an oxygen uh, gauge which is going down quite fast now that you've got the candle lit. Um I'd oh, say you've probably got about about 8 minutes of oxygen left. <laughs> Funny that. Oh no. Um Okay, and the uh, so we've got the matchbox, we've got the candle lit, and we've got an oxygen could we, gauge. Could we have a rummage through the rest of the matchbox to see if there's anything other than just matches in there, please? Sure thing. So um, you've got the the match that you had earlier. Um, the uh, the little flame at the end actually has just gone out, uh, revealing what appears to be um, a rather burnt sort of uh, effigy of Prueleith's head. For what? Um, the Jesus. match con- uh, the matchbox contains three other matches. Oh, true. Can we can we light a match and put it to the wall because fruitcake's normally got alcohol in it? <gasps> yes. And you well, burn well, ourselves well, alive. Well, well, well. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I like that. Think about this. Let's just burn ourselves. Okay, so effigy of Prueleaf's face. Who's that? Uh, Bake Off, I think. Isn't she's it? on Bake Off. Oh, she's right, like Mary okay. Berry. The only container that we haven't opened is the oxygen gauge. Like, is there any way to manipulate that? Or I think what we need to do is, can we light the other three matches and blow them out, please? You certainly can. So you take the other um, three matches out. You notice they're all slightly different lengths. Huh. As you light them, you then blow them out. You can see that one of the, uh, the other matches has a, uh, a burnt-looking bunch of grapes on the end. Another one has something that looks a bit like a burnt monkey, which is utterly horrific. And the final one appears to have a burnt electric cake mixer. Okay, so cake mixer, monkey, prue leaf, and grapes. Hmm. So is this like a recipe to, to make fruitcake? Go get your monkey. 
Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Should we look at the walls now, carefully, with the light on? Can, is there anything on the wall? So looking at the walls, uh, you can see that it's solid, stale, and edible cake. Um, but there are a few accoutrements supplementing the uh, the walls, making it a fruit cake. You can see a splodge of uncooked flour, butter, and sugar uh, around about the size of your head jutting out from the wall. You can see a, a single titanic raisin the size of a small dog, uh, a slice of dry banana like a bin lid, and a marble bust of Paul Hollywood. Wow. <laughs> okay. Can we climb it? Uh, you, you cannot. So maybe we have to shove in uh, the... The, the, um, the matches. Matches into the appropriate... in the relevant positions. So which the matches were Prue Grapes, Cake Mixer, and what was the fourth one? Monkey. 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 <laughs> I guess would Prue go to Paul Hollywood? Paul Hollywood. Yeah. Mm. And the cake mixer would go to the raw ingredients. Yes. And the... the grapes of the raisin. Grapes of the, the raisin. Monkey uh, would go to the banana. The monkey the banana, yeah. Ah. So can we insert the relevant matches into the that? relevant things? Okay, I'm not sure how you would insert... Um, no, 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 Light them, use the but, matches to light them. But you um, uh, you, you attempt to insert the, um, the the match with Prulith's head on it, with Prulith's burnt head on it, onto the marble bust of Paul Hollywood. Um, you can't really see where to insert it in Paul Hollywood, but when you push it, you hear... <laughs> you hear a tone. It goes... Okay. Uh, and the uh, bananas to the monkey, or the monkey to the bananas, sorry? Uh, you press Bana- the burnt monkey Four minutes, to by the, way, the large slice of dry banana. <sighs> Fucking hell. Yeah. And you hear nothing. It's a hole through a door if you're not the, careful. The monkey, <laughs> so the monkey, the monkey and the dry banana. Nothing. Okay. But there's no tone, was there? Oh, it's the wrong one. Oh, shit. Should it go to a different one? Okay, well, let's carry on. Uh, grape to the raisin? You hear nothing. Oh. Hmm. Mm. And the cake mixer to the... Is that the raw ingredients bit? You hear nothing. Hmm. Okay, okay cake, so uh, can we... Sorry, John. Uh, I was thinking just, just change them up. So there's there's relatively few combinations here. So the cake mixer to um, uh, the, monkey. the monkey? You hear nothing. The grapes to the monkey? You hear nothing. Huh. No, no, no. no. Raisin, raisin to the monkey... No, the raisin is the nothing. same. Oh, sorry, yeah. No. That- yeah, you got it. Yeah. Um, okay, could we set the monkey one alight, please, and then touch it to the banana? You can. Uh, you hear nothing. Three minutes. Out of interest, just, can we also just do, like, cake mixer to Paul Hollywoods? Um, you can. Uh, uh, you hear nothing. Wanna- okay. Okay. Um, grapes to Paul Hollywood? You do so, you hear nothing. So, okay. We got him, we got that right. We got a tone, we but put Prulise to Paul Hollywood. What if we put Prulise to um, the raw ingredients? You hear nothing. Fucking hell. Mm. But don't we need to hear something? You, you do. Isn't- you, may have missed, <laughs> so you, you may have missed something that I, uh, that I mentioned earlier with regards to the matches. They're different lengths. There's different sizes. All three are different sizes. Oh, oh. so which, could we have the lengths of each of them, please? So the two minutes. shortest oh. one is the electric cake mixer at four inches long. At five inches long is the little bird monkey. At seven inches long is the bunch of grapes. And at eight inches long is Prulith's head. Okay. Um, so what was the first one on the wall? So I think, can we go uh, the electric mixer to the raw ingredients? Or do, or, mm, no, we're going to go in reverse, I guess. So can we go the grape? Oh, or do we have to start again? 
Prulee oh. to to Paul Hollywood's head. You hear yeah, a tone. Right. Okay, then grapes to Paul Hollywood. No grapes you hear to nothing. No. <laughs> Prulee to Paul Hollywood. You hear ding. The grapes to the raisin. You hear. No, we did ding. that. Ding. Oh, the monkey banana. Order. Oh, I didn't do you it in order. Ding. The electric mixer to the raw ingredients. You hear ding, 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 ding. One minute. <laughs> Paul Hollywood. Hang on, where's my note? Is it a post-it note? The bust of Paul Hollywood's mouth opens. He utters one of his famous catchphrases, you've got a soggy bottom, and I'm an adulterer with a taste for younger flesh, and then vomits a key onto the floor, along with lots of little cake sprinkles and little silver balls. Congratulations, you have found the anniversary key. Yeah. You solved my puzzle. With, John, would you like to stick it in the with keyhole? With 30 seconds to go, I will take Paul Hollywood's oh, key nice. and stick it in the keyhole. You put it in the roof of the cake and twist. The ceiling explodes upwards in a shower of crumbs and confetti, and the floor below you shoots upwards, catapulting you all out of the cake. You've Yay. escaped the Infinite Yay. Escape Room birthday cake, and you find yourselves in the Infinite Escape Room birthday party. And there's absolutely everything you could possibly want. There's party rings. There's some little sandwiches that have gone out a bit too long. They're a bit warm. There's microphones. Nazi references for John. Um, <laughs> microphones for Alan. There's, there's fizzy Chromebooks pop. Chromebooks that work. <laughs> there's working Chromebooks. And all of your mums are waiting outside. Um, so try not to... Oh, fuck the timer. <laughs> Should have stopped that. Um, and all of your mums are waiting outside for you to drive home and be sick in the car because you've had too much to so that was an interesting experiment in the the peril. The peril was real. Yeah, I like that. I like. The Thank peril. you, Ben. I, I was I was completely going yes. up the wrong tree there. Like, <laughs> yep. and you've done this multiple times actually. Ben Ben has always been the one who will sort of come in with amazing clarity and say, "Do this, then do that, then do that, then do this," and it's always right. I think that's normally because he's the most sober. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Quite possibly. laughs> what were you drinking, Ben? Uh, tonight I was drinking a Blue Moon. Okay, let's do the wrap up. Tune in for the next episode. Tune in, kids, for the next exciting episode. Okay. <clears throat> Nazi war crimes. Oh, John my. Saunders. No. Oh. Don't give my full name. <laughs> Jonathan, oh, wow. Jonathan Augustus Saunders. Denier. So, thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. That's tier, like top tier, like a cake, not tier, like a sad thing that people do. If you've enjoyed the episode, uh, our special anniversary episode, and we rather hope you did because we love you very much, uh, we'd be obliged if you could please leave us a review on, on anything, really. I think we'll take any trip advisor at this stage. We'll be all right. Um, not fussy, really. Uh, it's a big old help in reaching new audiences. Um, we love you very much. We look forward to um, another year. Oh, Christ. <laughs> 50 bazillion episodes. We look forward to, to a prolonged period of continuing publishments, and we love you lots, and we'll speak to you next time. Bye-bye Bye. now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.